What's up everyone out there and welcome back to Cork Stats on the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube with your host John Legaza. That's big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York as always coming out the chair as always getting you ready for the upcoming fantasy baseball season as always. Make sure you hit the like button. Please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you check out that playlist. It is off the chain right now. We've been coming at you every Monday and Friday for a couple months. Those videos are awesome. I go back and refer to them myself. There's nothing like it right now. We're getting you ready for the baseball season. Forget about the negativity. We're going to have games sooner than later. And when we do, you bet your bottom dollar that we going to be ready. Me, you, and the Cork Stats crew. Enough of that. Let's get into this. Today's video is about Hunter Renfro who has now moved with the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to be taking a much closer look at him. He's already a pretty much a steady piece of my portfolio. You know, I'm a high-stakes player. I've been drafting for a couple months now already. And, you know, not just because I love it and I make money doing it and it's, I obsess with it, but being involved in the ever-changing landscape of the market from October really offers interesting perspective as far as the players that I didn't like that I now do, or vice versa, or especially watching the price changes, watching players move either up and down the board, and again, how that affects my portfolio. And now that we're a couple months in, I'm starting to highlight the players that have been a part of it. Regardless, Hunter Renfro is one of those. Now, I generally play in deeper leagues. That's five outfielders where he becomes a necessity almost but I do think there's room for him in three outfield leagues I even think there's room for him in smaller 10 12 man point leagues even head-to-head every single format we're going to give it a go and we're going to show you why I like to do more than just stats here for me it's about the nuance and the context the devil is in the details we're going to use a couple of these rolling charts you can get on fan graphs because I really think they tell a much better picture than using a full season or even a half season stats. We, especially when it comes to things like discipline, which we'll get into, we want to see the trend. We want to see the action as it's developing, not just the whole, because as something we're going to get into again a little bit later on, an average can get you in trouble. Too many of the max events, too many of the min events, leave you with an average in the middle that is not telling it all of the truth. So without any further ado, let's dive into the tail of the tape with Hunter Renfro. I have his surface stats up on the screen for all you audio listeners out there as well. 144 games, 572 plate appearances, a 259 batting average, 89 runs, 96 rubies, 31 bombs, even chipped in a steal. Right now, he's the 40th outfielder off the board going at ADP 156, and I think that's kind of criminal right now. Let's take a little bit of a deeper look at last year. I'd like to break up his players and seasons, however we're going to do it, into baskets. We'd like to look at the surface stats, which we did. Then we'll look at discipline elevation, and batted ball quality. So no single stat kind of tips the scale. I like to focus more on the underpinnings of a profile to give me an idea of what's going to happen. So give me the inputs. It'll give me a better idea of the outputs rather than you telling me about the outputs and trying to use that as a pattern. So the disciplinary basket for run for, which we'll get into a bit more in a second, was pretty much average across the board. 23% K to 8% walk. The chase rate a little worse than average, but only 35. The in-zone contact rate at 85, which is right at average. The swing strike rate, 12.5%, which is right at average. But we're going to get into how that can be misleading. Now, the one thing, if we get into elevation, I can't ignore Renfro is an extreme fly ball hitter, which means what? 
helps for home runs, but it also could hurt you as far as batting average, something that we'll have to keep in mind. We'll talk about that when we get into our projections at the end. But you did see the 260. So once a player does it, you know, it's part of his skills. So Renfro doesn't have to kill you in batting average. Again, something we'll get into in a little bit. So the season that he gave us was really, really good. But I want to dive into a little bit more of those details. Let's get into the disciplinary metrics. Now, I know we have audio-only listeners. Everyone, feel free. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast as well. Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, Mail Media Network. Excellent stuff. If you really can't get into the videos and audio is more your style and the boss of the train commuting to work, whatever the case may be, I'll walk you through it. We've got two charts up on the screen. These are 40 game rolling charts. Again, something like discipline we know stabilizes pretty fast. I like to see it in this form. This kind of visualization is the way for me because it's more telling, like I said. So I told you about the 22.5% K rate, but if you're looking at this chart, look at it. It is in a distinct bearish channel we have lower lows and lower highs it's been up around 30 in the beginning of the season last year dipped down below 20 at points so that means there were 40 game stretches we had a sub 20 percent k rate that is awesome the chart on the right tells the same exact story maybe even a little more stark though that's your swinging strike rate which is also very important for a power hitter look at the precipitous drop that was up near 14 in the beginning of the year we saw it down in the single digits where it ended at the bottom the trend is our friend and disciplinary metrics moving in the right direction for hunter renfro but you know strikeouts on their own are telling but not enough to really be determinate if we're looking for output. Meaning, not striking out is good, but changing it for walks is okay. We want to exchange it for higher percentages of contact. That's really what we're looking for, and that's the chart you see up on the screen now. Look at the inverse of the K action, the Z contact percentage. That's your in-zone contact rate. Wow, looks like a crypto chart from like six, <coughs> excuse me, or seven years ago. Bottoming out around 76%, which is kind of poor. Ending up above 88, finishing at the high, up near 90, which is getting into elite levels. That is something that cannot be ignored, but is also something that is lost in the shuffle when you talk about an 85% Z contact rate. You can tell me about an average Z contact rate. I'm much more interested in seeing how it developed over the course of the year, ending up in elite levels. And in the back half of the year, it spent the entire second half above average. So not only have we seen the Ks decline, but we've seen the contact increase. And we know the contact quality is awesome for Renfro. The man is mashing like potatoes. Are you kidding me? Please. But just because I don't expect you to take my word for it, a couple more charts up there. These are directly from Savant. Of course, you know, I don't try and manipulate or change any of these things. I'm always about... The big picture, we have nothing to hide here. I know sometimes there's, you know, his truth and her truth, my truth and your truth. We're just looking for the truth. So here we see his average exit velocity on the left and bow rate on the right. Now, this is what I was alluding to before when I said how averages can get you in trouble. So I don't want to say averages can get in trouble and then quote the average. But what I mean, how I mentioned in the beginning, a lot of highs and a lot of lows land you in the middle. Also, if you have an average that's near the highs or near the lows, then it can be telling. So let's stick to only using average metrics when they're on the edges. And if they're in the middle, we almost need to ignore them outright. They need, like it is absolutely paramount that we get 
some detail there. But when you have an average exit velocity up over 90, you know, you're the best, you're doing something right. Yeah, there are always going to be some events near them in. But again, you can see where I'm getting at with there. And the other way, on the other side, I should say, on the right-hand side, how has that average EV translated? And it translated into year-over-year -year gains in bow rate. And that's what we're looking for. He's always been a double-digit bow rate guy, which is at the center of projecting 30 home runs, in my opinion. But we saw it close out over 14. I mean, everything moving in the right direction. The discipline, the contact, the quality of contact... I mean, you can see why I'm so excited about Hunter Renfro. His price has not really moved up. I am still drafting him with both hands. Let's check with the projection systems again. I always check with the smartest people in the room. I'm generally not one of them. So I like to use the Bat X. Derek Cardi's newest system is my favorite for offensive projections. There you see his up on the screen. I'll read him for audio listeners. 555 PAs in 138 games. You know, a bit of a replay, I would say. The PAs... That's the low end for me, because with the inception of the DH and the quality of Renfro's stick, I don't think he's going to be sitting much at all. So I'm always okay being conservative with plate appearances, because that will help us better project our team. But it is also something we want to keep in mind, that if we're going to be projecting the 33 home runs like Derek is in 555 PAs, if you add another 10%, you know, to get him to 600 PAs, you'd have to add a couple home runs, that's 36, and that'll get you, you know, the all the extras there, the 10% in ribbies, is another 8 ribbies, that's 94, 10% in runs, another 81. So just keep that in mind again. I, I know I like to not do things the way everyone else does it. That's what we're coming in for. We're not just reading your stats, it's you're getting them, and then how to apply them. So what, that is what you do, everyone, with projections that you disagree with. As you adjust the plate appearances, you turn that dial, make sure you move all the rest of the stats with it, whether it be up or down. 74 runs, 86 ribbies. I mentioned the 33 home runs and two steals projected for Renfro. Uh, I'm, I'm just higher across the board here because I think we're getting more PAs. I think we might get more home runs. Oh, again, I don't really want to argue with the 33 because my PA projection will bring up the home runs to 36, and I don't like to project more than 36 home runs as it is. But I have him for at least the 80 runs you get with the PA spike. I have him for closer to 100 ribbies. That offense is healthy. They should be really good. They're getting the DH. They won't have to worry about the pitcher every time they cycle through. So I think the Brewers are going to take a step forward on offense as a team. I think Renfro will be at the center of that. The batting average, I'd love to argue, but I think I'm going to have a hard time doing that. 245 feels about fair. But the way I would say to apply this is, if you're following my work, and a lot of it is roto-centric, I often talk about batting average and it's so important because it's so hard to make up for. And there are going to be places where you need to sacrifice a touch. So these are the places that I do it. I will draft players that are you know, maybe below average in batting average, like Renfro. But I'm never going the Gallo route and the 200. You know, I don't want to need that because think about that. A 200 average with that plate appearance is to get back to 260. You need a 320 to balance it out. So you need Vlad Guerrero to balance out. Joey Gallo, there's only one Vlad Guerrero. So I don't like to do that. It will go as low as the 245, 250 projections. Because then, you know, what do you, if a guy's, one guy's going to hit 250, you only need one guy to hit 270 to get you to 260 with the same PA. So again, just a little bit more of how to apply these things when we agree or when we don't um, agree.
with projection system. So I'm, I'm mostly in line with Derek here, but I do think he's a bit conservative, and I think he's on the low end, returning $8 as you begin to tick up a bit, and especially if you do get an extra 5 or 10 points in batting average. I think that $8 might turn out to be more like 11 or 11.50 and then if you're paying the you know 8 or 9 or 10 dollars in auctions and you know you're definitely going to make a profit and if you make enough of those for the draft that's a winner right there. So give me Renfro all the way in conclusion. I mean, I'm uh, I didn't think I'd feel this uh, strongly about him. I thought, you know, he had a lot more flaws in the profile and I think that's why it's so important a lot of times to take out the microscope the way that we do here. And, you know, eliminate priors, right? It's always important to challenge those priors. I have no problem changing my mind. Like, I, you shouldn't flip-flop, providing it's new data that's having you change your ideas. But the more data that comes in, the more willing I am to change my ideas. I really don't care. You know, you show me a day that I was wrong, and I'll show you a day that I learned something, which makes me pretty happy. So I, I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of people too hung up this day and age, being right and fortifying positions, even as they're losing. Don't be like that. Be a sponge. Be willing to disprove yourself. And that's generally probably a good draft strategy in general is rather than look for the reasons to draft somebody, I try to look for the reasons to not draft somebody. And as you find there are less and less holes, that it becomes the reason to pull your trigger rather than thinking about a positive and being hung up on that potentially and then dreaming on what could be. So I think that'll do it for our breakdown here at Cork Stats and the Mayo Media Net on Hunter Renfro. Make sure you're grabbing him. Outfielder 40, that is... That is off to me. I, I mean, he has he has the potential to finish as a top 25 outfielder probably easily, and that's going to rely on a batting average, but it, we don't need 300. We're not going to get it. We don't need 300. I think if we get 255, I think we could get 37 bombs. I think we're talking about 75 to 80 runs. I think we're talking about 100 ribbies. I don't think I'm shooting the moon there. He's going to be in the center of a strong lineup, healthy at first. I think Yelich is set to be back, you know, a bit. I I mean, Locaine's healthy. They're just healthy right now. And like Wong setting the table, I just think they're going to move it. I think they're going to shuffle around. You know, I'm obsessed with Willie Adamas. Maybe we'll do a breakdown video on him as well. So just draft Hunter Renfro. Big win right there. I circle him in all my drafts. Keep an eye on where he's going because that's a really great place, especially if you don't load up on power early. You know, if you're taking care of those steals or if you're getting your starting pitching and your saves. They say it's very easy to find power. It's not necessarily that easy to find power that can get you up to 40 bombs with a better than 250 average. So keep that in mind when you're doing those drafts, everybody. Thanks so much for picking up where we're putting down here at the Mayo Media Network. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Hit the like button, subscribe to the videos, and get up in the comments and let them know how we're doing. And then make sure to cross your fingers so we get a deal going on. That'll do it. Oh, man, I even promote my own stuff. Whatever. Who cares, right? Check out the Cork Stats audio podcast. I do counterpoint episodes where I listen to a lot of podcasts. Now I, I answer them. So I bring up the most popular pods and answer points that maybe I either disagree with or want to expand on. I have the Cork Stats YouTube channel whenever I have other thoughts aside from Monday and Friday. And then, you know, I got hired by a little place called The Athletic. So if you're into that kind of stuff, reading articles, we came out hot and heavy. There's already a ton of stuff. Post 200 squad with all the charts. You know how I roll, man. Come on. That's what I'm saying from the beginning. You can't fake this kind of funk. All right. That'll do it. This time I mean it for real. But remember, all very important when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. Everyone got a little hung up there, but such is life. Love you much, man. Appreciate your time. And I catch you all soon. Peace.